Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we give our guests a platform to share all the great things that they do and how they're making an impact in our community. Our goal is to inform, to inspire, and to impact you, our listening audience, with the hope that you'll want to find a way to make an impact of your own in some way. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. As a wealth advisory firm, we work with people from all demographics, but we obviously work a bit with retirees and the aging population. According to research, a few of the biggest challenges for the aging population is financial insecurity, difficulty with everyday tasks and mobility, finding the right care providers, and a lost sense of purpose. Today we're going to talk with an organization who can help in a number of those areas. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say that if you're looking for someone to help you with your estate planning and your financial future, you can reach out to Ellen Becker Investment Group and someone can certainly help you with that. My first guests today are Heather Ozawulu, and Frida Wright. Heather is the development director and Frida is a program manager from ERA's Senior Network, whose mission is to engage and support seniors, adults with disabilities, and family caregivers. Welcome to the show today, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So Heather, why don't you start by giving us a little history about the ERA's Senior Network? Absolutely. Thank you so much. So um, ERAS is a community-centered nonprofit organization serving older adults and adults with disabilities in Waukesha County and older adults in Milwaukee County. And we have been around um, for 42 years now. Wow. Yeah. So um, like our name says, we are here for older adults in all eras of their lives, whether it's an era of needing supportive services or an era of wanting to engage in the community and gain that sense of purpose that you were mentioning. Um, So for the supportive side, we provide support through our Faith in Action program. This includes rides to medical appointments and the grocery store, um, food pantry, stock box deliveries, help with seasonal yard cleanup in the fall and the spring, help with minor home repairs, and friendly phone calls to help reduce the feelings of loneliness. Um, So in 2022, we provided direct support to nearly 1,000 senior um, older adults, and then also provided educational resources to about 4,500 older adults. Wow. Yeah. Well, give us some examples of, you know, some reasons that your clients come to you for support. Well, many of our clients share similar situations. Uh, They are typically female. Right now, 81% of our clients are female. They live alone, um, typically cannot perform tasks they were once able to perform, um, and then they also lack family and friend support in town. Um, On top of all of this, they typically do not qualify for government entitlement programs, um, but lack sufficient funds to be able to pay for a service like a cab ride or someone to come and provide seasonal lawn care. Um, So because of all these factors, they have to rely on the community uh, to ensure that they can meet their basic needs. And thankfully, we are able to match our clients with screened and trained community volunteers who provide services at no charge. Okay, so your services are provided by volunteers. So 
how do you find the volunteers? And, and then what, if any, sort of screening do they go through? Well, we recruit volunteers through a variety of, of methods. Uh, some of our volunteers come to us through partnering congregations, word of mouth, um, area businesses who are looking to give back, uh, or even radio shows like, like this one. I know we've been on before, and we yes, appreciate it. Yes, um, We also try to get out in the community for various community fairs, national night out events, um, to recruit more volunteers. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we were thankfully able to partner with some area news stations to share our urgent need for drivers. At that time, we had 139 drivers immediately stop, and um, we desperately needed people to ensure that our older adult clients could get to their medical appointments. Um, so thankfully, there were some folks who were temporarily laid off, and they were able to find out about us and, and come and help during that time. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well... So I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we give nonprofits a platform to share all the great ways that they're making a difference in the community with the hopes of inspiring others to also want to make a difference. I also mentioned that one of the challenges of the aging population was a lost sense of purpose. And I believe you have an answer to that, don't you, Heather? Uh, what are some of the ways that, that people in our community can come alongside ERA's senior network in your mission and help in some way? Well, we have um, opportunities to volunteer. And um, for older adults, they can volunteer with our Retired and Senior Volunteer Program, otherwise known as RSVP. That program places them in meaningful volunteer opportunities. In Waukesha County, we have partnerships with schools so they can work uh, with students as like a reading buddy or a pen pal. Um, and then in both Milwaukee County and Waukesha County, we seek uh, senior volunteers to provide services for other seniors, like driving them to a medical appointment or placing a friendly phone call. Um, and, you know, what we're finding is volunteers and clients alike are benefiting from these opportunities of engagement that help reduce loneliness. We have been focusing a lot on reducing the feelings of loneliness because it can be so detrimental to your health. It doesn't just take a toll on one's mental health, but it also affects one's physical health. And that's because of an increased stress response and decreased sleep, motor function, and engagement with the medical community. Um, research says that loneliness is actually as dangerous as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh my goodness. I know, wow. I know. Wow. So, um, so not only are we noticing that our volunteer opportunities are helpful in reducing loneliness um, for our older adult volunteers, but then those opportunities to engage with someone, whether it's chatting with someone on your way to a medical appointment or having those regular friendly phone calls, um, those are all ways to help reduce feelings of loneliness. And I think it's, it's, worth mentioning again that it could just be a simple phone call. You know, if some people say, I just don't have the time, or maybe they don't have the resources to get out and about, uh, but it's so important to just connect. And that could just be a few minutes on the phone to call and say, how you doing? Is everything okay? Do you need anything? And I think that just makes that person feel uh, like they're heard and, and make them feel like they're seen, right? Absolutely. And yeah, we one thing we noticed with the friendly phone call program starting during the COVID-19 pandemic pandemic is that our volunteers could, uh, you know, serve from the comfort and safety of their own home, um, which is a nice thing that we're just able to, Absolutely. to continue. Absolutely. Um, so we really need more 
volunteer drivers right now and then also folks to make those calls for someone who is looking to be a volunteer driver um, you get to pick the day and the time the area that you want to drive in we try to make it as easy as possible you don't get locked into any kind of um, schedule so so that's something that we're always in need of um, and we're going to be needing more of because right you know we're seeing that the senior population is on the rise um, it's predicted that by the year 2040, um, the senior population in Milwaukee County will increase by 34%, and the senior population in Waukesha County will increase by 46%. Wow. So definitely, okay. we need to already meet the needs of our current older adult, older adult population and then be ready to, to respond to the upcoming needs. The growing needs, yeah. So you had mentioned that... Um, that you serve Waukesha County, certainly, but in 2019, you expanded into Milwaukee. So how have you adapted your programming to fit the needs of older adults in Milwaukee County? So when we uh, expanded into Milwaukee County in 2019, uh, we picked up where the neighborhood outreach program of the former interfaith older adult programs left off. And so what we did was uh, meet with their advisory council members to learn about the needs of um, the older adults in their neighborhoods. And um, through our research, we did determine that there was an area of Milwaukee County that we did want to spend some extra time focusing on um, because those needs were much greater. Okay, well, this area of Milwaukee that you've identified as being in great need of support services. Um, it was determined that they, it was so much so that they, you actually promoted Frida to the neighborhood program manager to begin a grassroots outreach effort there. Um, the, the neighborhood is actually named after an African term in the Swahili language that is a call to the entire community to work together and pull together. We're going to take a quick commercial break right now, but stay tuned to learn more about this neighborhood and how ERAs is making an impact there. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my guests today are Heather Ozawulu and Frida Wright from ERA's Senior Network. So before the break, I mentioned there's a neighborhood in Milwaukee that is really in need of support services, so much so that ERA's promoted Frida to the neighborhood program manager to start a grassroots outreach effort there. This neighborhood got its name from the Swahili call to the community to work together and pull together. First of all, Frida, congrats on your promotion. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, why don't you guys tell us about the neighborhood known as the Harambi neighborhood and how your grassroots outreach efforts have been successful? All right. Well, yeah, we were so, so fortunate to have Frida uh, on our team in, in this uh, role. So the Harambe neighborhood, residents of the Harambe neighborhood have lived through decades of systemic racism, and that has resulted in a lack of access to appropriate health care, sufficient employment and housing. Um, and this then has resulted in a population that has disproportionately high levels of chronic health conditions. conditions. Um, so the need for more health care can be extra challenging for people of color, as it may result in higher demands of family caregivers if they have 
have a family caregiver because studies show that the African-American population typically has fewer family caregivers in addition to lacking funds to pay for support. Um, so to ensure we better recognize and respond to the needs of older adults living in the Harambe neighborhood, that is why we have uh, Frida in her role. And so Frida, give us an idea on some of the activities that you do. Well, starting this position um, was actually during the pandemic. So I had to figure out um, how do I find the seniors in the Harambe community who are staying at home now because they're scared to go out. So I would set up tables at the grocery store and the pharmacies. These are different places where I know that seniors will definitely need to go during this pandemic. Um, I did find a lot of seniors there that were able, that needed our assistance, is picking up their medication, picking up their groceries and different things like that. So then there were still those seniors that I couldn't find, so I started canvassing the neighborhood. I would go house to house, speaking to anyone who would speak to me. If you're an older adult, I would speak to you and just talk to you about your needs. What do you need right now? Um, how have you been doing? How have you been doing through the pandemic? Um, it, how who's helping you you know who's helping you outside of heiress as, as course as I want to help um, but just to see who's helping them because then those people can might help us at heiress and become volunteers and then if I uh, worked with the younger adults who I, who would answer the door who weren't at work I would ask them about volunteering I would talk to them about heiress I would ask them about their parents I would ask them about their grandparents just to see how are they coping how are they doing how can I help them um, I know we're definitely transportation I definitely want to be that but when the pandemic came we need help everywhere so I was just trying to see what resources I can kind of find to help them with the, what they told me they needed assistance with. Okay, and so as far as um, food insecurity, I mean, is that a big deal? Yes, it is, yes. So what we were doing, we were working with um, different organizations with their stock boxes. We were doing stock boxes. Uh, we started working with um, commu doing community meals. We did healing spaces. Um, we brought bingo. We just brought different organizations, different um, things to do, as well as making sure that food is met. So we do have a, we have a few pantries inside of the Harambe community that I work with and drop off boxes to those seniors. Okay. So you're you're just trying to find ways to connect and bring people together, even if that's through bingo, right? Yes, you know, yes. Even <laughs> tell us about the bingo. bingo. <laughs> well, like I said, I was work. I started with the pandemic, and I know seniors love bingo. They love bingo. They love winning. They love learning getting new prizes, different prizes that we were having. So um, when I started, we started through Zoom and over the phone, actually, just because we couldn't have any of the seniors in the community, in the senior communities or anything. They couldn't come out. Mm. So we would start with the, um, we started at the Clinton Rose Senior Center. I would be in one room and they would call over the phone and we will do it for our tech savvy seniors they can actually see us through zoom but the other ones would just call over the phone and we would call out and you know and give them their prizes so what would happen is at the end of it they would come to the clinton rose senior center so that way we knew we would be able to get them out and they would come pick up their prize oh nice yeah yeah nice. so they really really did enjoy it and so much so that when they were able to come into the center we still have it every wednesday uh faithfully at nine to ten o'clock in the morning and we play bingo so now we have different prizes we give them um, household needs um, dish dish soap 
detergent, uh, body wash. Um, we do a blackout prize, and that's where we give them electronic items, coffee pots, hand mixers, just different things that I've seen that they've told me that they need. Um, so that way they won't have to spend it out of their own money, and they can win it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like it because sometimes the seniors will come to the table and they'll point at their prize and say, I'm going to win that today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win that today. And they do. They win it. So I tell them, I'm like, I need to take you with me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like you said, it's some of the things that many of us take for granted, right? Yes, and, yes, you know, yes. if you're providing this as a, as a prize, then they don't have to take it out of their yes, living yes. expenses. Yes. So that's great. Um, you mentioned something called healing spaces. Tell us more about what these are and, and where they're located. Yes, so in the summer of 2021, we started a program called the Healing Spaces. This is where we had organizations, um, Bader Philanthropies, the City of Milwaukee NIDC program, Groundworks Milwaukee, and Safe and Sound come and help with uh, different um, healing spaces that were put into empty lots. So the healing spaces are all ADA accessible. They come with a garden, they come with benches, a shelter to sit under, and a little library. And oh. then every other, every space has something special about it. You know, you gotta come visit them just to see what that special spot is. But <laughs> each one has something special about them. But what they do is it's a public space that um, in the urban community that provides a relaxing time out from the city life. It helps you recharges your spirit and allow residents to enjoy their surroundings. The healing spaces were created to, in a sense of comfort, to help anyone and no matter what their access is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it, it sounds very nice, I very nice, are. peaceful place to they go really rest are. and have a little respite. Mm -hmm. A uh, few moments of peace and quiet and prayer, perhaps, yes, meditation, yes, that kind yes. of thing. Um, I understand that there's also a Harambe neighborhood vehicle. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, I can. Through my outreach to the Harambe community, we identified many clients in need of rides to access food and health care. But we struggled to find volunteers to transport them. Part of this was due to um, some of the current heiress volunteers not wanting to travel to the Harambe community. Um, and then some of them were, weren't able. So during my uh, canvassing, I was able to find volunteers who were actually interested in driving, interested in taking the seniors where they need to be in our community, but they had no car. Mm. Yeah, so they had their driver's license, they had everything they needed, but they didn't have a car. So um, due to that, we embarked on a fundraising campaign to help secure a vehicle, which Heather will tell you more about. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this is something that we uh, did through Gannett Foundation's A Community Thrives Challenge in 2021, and we were um, trying to receive one of 16 nationwide grants to support this. Um, so we did some local fundraising to even be considered for um, the grant, and then we were super excited to hear that we did receive one of the 16 nationwide grants grants and then also got another local grant and we also had some other local funders come forward to help us um, so we now have a vehicle and um, are able to engage volunteers who you know would no longer would wouldn't be able to volunteer if it wasn't for that vehicle 
Yeah, and I was driving the vehicle actually to start with, but now I've recruited three volunteers, uh, two of them being residents of the Harambe community and one without, um, that now take over the vehicle. And it's so nice because, <laughs> because, you know, I love helping and being able to have those volunteers come help those seniors while I can help another group of seniors help so much. And I had one senior that I used to take grocery shopping on a regular basis, and I found a volunteer that they just connected so well and they found out that they actually used to work together it was just that one was in the office and the other one was actually on the floor and they had so many great conversations and I was like oh my goodness I love it but I'm gonna miss her (laughs) (laughs) but I love that we're able to make those connections you know have those seniors be able to do those things that they weren't regularly going to be able to do because maybe they didn't have a car but now they do now they're meeting new people they're socializing they're getting out more we have volunteers in our office as well that come and just help us so it's so appreciative for our volunteers to do what they do you know we couldn't be without them right right well we say also that you know not not one nonprofit can do it all that's right? right you know that's why it's so important to collaborate with others And I understand you guys partner with other Milwaukee County organizations to serve the local aging population. Tell us more about those partnerships. Yes, um, we can't do it alone. I definitely can't do it alone. Heather can't do it alone. Eris can't do it alone. Um, In the canvassing, I was able to find other organizations that also wanted to help seniors in the community. And I partnered with them, and they would come and help me, actually, uh, with bingo. I would introduce them to the seniors in the community uh, through canvassing. They would canvass with me. Um, I worked with Milwaukee County uh, Department on Aging. They would canvass with me a lot just to get their information out there. Also did a Um, resource day with Revitalize Milwaukee. Revitalize Milwaukee does low income or low or free home repair for seniors in all of Milwaukee County. And that is big to me because in my canvassing, I saw a lot of homes that needed a lot of help. They needed a lot of love. And, you know, during the pandemic, what can we do but just sit there, Mm -hmm. you know? So in my canvassing, I was able to see what was needed. And Revitalize Milwaukee was definitely needed for different home repairs. Um, I worked with uh, some home MKE, just helping seniors uh, help family members find homes, you know? Sometimes these services are to help them you know, have peace of mind. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Yeah, so I just, I try to find the different organizations that are like me, that just really want to help the community, but they don't know who to go to, how to start, or just who to speak to. And sometimes a senior, you go to that person that the senior trusts. Because if you find the person that that senior trusts, they trust you and they trust that you'll do the right work. Yeah. So I definitely try to do that. And we do we do a holiday events with these organizations. Um, we do a health fair in August. We do a uh, holiday drive through in December with all these different organizations just really trying to get us together so they can see that we're coming together to help you. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's really important because, unfortunately, uh, there are some nonprofits that don't want to be highlighted with other nonprofits that do the same mm-hmm. thing as them. And yeah. it's like, it is not a competition. You know, no, there's not. plenty uh, to go around. Yes. Um, if your heart is in the right place, you really just want to pull resources together mm-hmm. to to help the individual, whoever they happen to be, in the best way that you can. Yeah. And so, yeah, it isn't a competition, and, and collaboration and partnership is, is so important. And I think, too, that 
during the pandemic, um, there were challenges without a doubt. Everybody experienced them. But the silver lining for many people, including me, was learning how to do business differently. So you talked about being able to do bingo remotely, you know, via Zoom. Uh, I had to learn how to do uh, radio shows over Zoom. I didn't even know what the heck Zoom was prior to that. (laughs) I don't think anybody did. (laughs) Right, right. So we all had to learn a new normal, and it really has opened up a lot, not only for nonprofits, but for for-profits as well, but really has opened up the programming, you know, all different types of ways to connect, which is which is all good. So speaking of connecting, uh, share with our audience uh, what is the best way to reach ERAs if somebody wants to volunteer either with uh, ERAs Senior Network or maybe specifically with the Harambe Neighborhood in the various ways, uh, Frida, that you talked about, uh, where and to whom should they reach out? Sure. Um, Well, you can find a lot of information right on our website, which is www.eras.org. On that site, you could find our volunteer information. You could also find information about the healing spaces and the locations if you wanted to check those out. We also have opportunities to um, financially support our organization. You can find that on our website by either um, making a monthly donation. We also will have information about our upcoming fundraisers uh, that you can attend as well. Um, And then if anyone is looking to receive services or learn more about those opportunities over the phone, um, feel free to call our Waukesha number at 262 Five four nine three three four eight, or our Milwaukee County number, which is 414-488-6500. Okay, and give those numbers just one more time. Our Waukesha County number is 262-549-3348, and our Milwaukee County number is 414-488-6500. Great. Okay. So all you listeners out there, we said that twice and we said it slowly. So you should be able to write it down. Um, and I'm sure you can just Google ERA's Senior Network to be able to come up with uh, f- you know, some information if you haven't had a chance to write it down. So thank you so much, Heather Ozuwulu. And that's a tough one to pronounce, but I think I did it okay, <laughs> right? Great. Just and plow through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Frida Wright. That one's a lot easier, yes. right? From Senior Era's Senior Network. So thank you for joining me today for the interview. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank you. You're welcome. ERAs works and collaborates with different organizations around the community in a number of different ways, as Heather and Frida have been saying. Our next guest is one that they work with in Milwaukee who has the necessary expertise to be a resource for those in need of a wide variety of support services. They value the human spirit, and they seek to provide the highest quality services to those who need them. They have a presence in 17 states across the country, but they began their mission here locally in the aftermath of rioting in Milwaukee back in 1968. So stay tuned to learn more after our commercial break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. 
And my next guest today is Felicia Williams, who is the Life Skills Training Program Director from West Care, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show today, Felicia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Why don't you start? Um, we learned a little bit about the fact that you're in 17 different states across the country. You are also outside the country in areas like Guam, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Dominican Republic. So you, you've made a, a name out there for yourself across the world. Um, tell us more about the great support services that uh, that you offer, and, and tell us more about who you are. Okay, Westcare, Wisconsin, um, we became an entity. We were originally the Harambe Ombudsman Project, and we collaborated with Westcare Foundation, which is located in Henderson, Las Vegas, Nevada, that area. Um, with Dr. James White, and Dr. James White's mission was to empower the community. Um, West Care's mission statement is uplifting the human spirit. So Dr. White truly believed in, you know, let's, let's pour back into the community. This is how you make a great community, by empowering the people in the community. So we, he gave that charge to um, the community, the Harambe community. And we talked a little bit about in the previous segment with Heather and Frida about the Harambe community and how it got its name from the Swahili call to the community to work together and pull together. Um, and it sounds like that's what you're what you're doing. And my understanding is that you guys kind of got started at like back in 1968 uh, from the aftermath of the rioting in Milwaukee, right? Correct. Okay. Well. I I want to say I can't speak on that because I wasn't in the air. <laughs> you weren't around then. I wasn't around then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, pulling together is is the model or the Swahili, like you said, Swahili meaning for Harambe. And most of the homeowners in that community, most of the community were homeowners. So they all pulled together to say, hey, we're going to take this back. We're going to make this great again, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to call it Harambe because we're pulling it together. Mm, so okay. that's how it became a great community as it is. And a lot of those homeowners are still there. The ones that are still alive are still there. So. Okay, okay. And so my understanding is that you have, you're very program rich. You have a lot of resources to offer. So why don't you tell us? Uh, about what some of those programs are that you currently have in place. Okay. Um, I like to say, or we like to say at Westcare, we're a hidden gem because you don't know when you see the building that we're in, you're like, oh, that's just the old, the old AT&T building. However, um, our programming that comes out of there is amazing. Um, starting with our NIP program, that program is it's called the Neighborhood Improvement Program, and we collaborate with the City of Milwaukee to help homeowners remain homeowners. Some of the homeowners um, had code violations, and because they were seniors, they couldn't afford to do it. So the city had a program where we they send city inspectors in to view the home, go through, see what the violations are, and then they had a pot of money to where they could help them fix it so they can remain homeowners. So that's what the NIP program is. We don't, we're just a conduit. Um, there were so many um, residents in the Harambe area that 
you know, once you send your paperwork in, if there's something wrong, they have to send it back, and that takes time. So West Care works as a conduit to where you come in and sit with someone, go over all the paperwork and get it processed, and then we submit it to the city. Okay. That way you don't ha- there's not a lot of back and forth between because they're seniors. Mm-hmm. Parking downtown in Milwaukee is horrible. Oh, so yes. we yep. make it easy. Yeah. Um, other programs that we have are um, the community organizer for NSP or uh, Neighborhood Service, um, six and eight, and that's just saying what does the community need. Um, area six is the Harambe area, and we're also in area eight, with this, which is the Metcalf area. So we have two different areas in the city of Milwaukee where we go and host community sessions with the residents to say what is it that you will like. Um, we can't fix everything, but we can get a start, or we sure. can help them start to get to that point of trying to fix whatever the issue is. Um, they say that not all of us can do everything, everything. but somebody, everybody can do something, something right? Correct, yeah. correct, yes. And and you're empowering them. Sometimes it's just the fact that they don't know. You know, I don't know how to get to the, this resource. And somebody knows somebody that may know something, so you share that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do with our community organizers. Um, We also have youth services because we don't want to forget the youth. We want them to know that they have a voice as well. Um, So out of our youth services um, and our Junior Youth Action Council is our Junior Youth Action Council. We give them the voice. What What is it that you would like to do? And we charge them with doing it. So they come up with their own little, like, student council, if you want to say, that type of order and their programming is their programming it's a great leadership way a way to develop leadership in yes. the youth yeah. yes yes and then we a lot of times so if you see the news there's something that says oh, they're always talking to adults problems affect youth as well so we want them to know we care okay um, our West Care Wisconsin Eats Food Pantry which is another service where we work with Frida and Aris. Um, free to write and heiress, um, where we, they're generous enough to deliver to some seniors that we can't, that can't get to our pantry. We don't have restrictions. You don't have to live in our area. If you're hungry, we're going to feed feed you. Um, just on today, we had 6,000 pounds of food delivered wow. this morning. Wow. And we're preparing for our food pantry, which happens every Wednesday. It doesn't matter if you came last week. You can come this week. If you're hungry, we're going to feed you. And then with the benefits being cut, the pandemic benefits being cut, our pantry is growing. So we're, we're here to feed them. Mm, um, wonderful. Our community-based crime reduction program is basically looking at the hot spots in our areas. What's the crime? How can we fix it? And we're talking to, and it's with the um, law enforcement and the faith base and the residents, of course, to say, what can we do? What can we do? How can we change this? Um, because a lot of times residents just want to be heard. They want to know that someone is listening. Right. Um, and then you want that buffer. I don't want to talk to the police. Well, okay, how about if we bring everybody to the table? And then we get to know each other, and then now when they see the police officers, they're waving at them, mm-hmm. you know, so we, yeah. make, we want to make a difference. Um, my program, which is the Life Skills Training Program, we go into the Milwaukee Public Schools, and it's kind of like a health program, um, but we do substance prevention um, because no one wants to touch that subject in school or the curriculum doesn't call for that. So we um, worked with MPS to create a curriculum that was approved for us to go into um, some MPS schools and work it. 
um, and it's this is our third year, um, and our eighth graders are doing PowerPoints and presenting, so they're passing the word down now because they've been in the program for three years. Nice. So they can teach it, and they'll be ready when they go to high school. Very good. So Very um, good. Those are the, the, the various programs that you offer. It's quite... <laughs> program rich I would say well we still have more um, and if you know we have time we can talk about them um, because we touch every aspect of healing our community and so with that and with that there's more programs because we did do a survey to say what is it that we would what is it that you our community members want and they came back and so when we when they come and say I'm hungry or my kid is getting in trouble, we create a program. Or we look for funding to create a program and say, how can we help? Okay. Well, so. you have a few more minutes in the segment. Go ahead and share some of the other uh, programs that you have. Okay. Our um, West Care Wisconsin Drug Free, Harambe 53212 Coalition. Um, we have established uh, partnerships with communities, private nonprofits, um, and law enforcement agencies. And basically, it's they do, like, medication take-back because sometimes seniors don't know where to take their own medication. So instead of them flushing it down the toilet or it landing in someone's hands, um, they create days where they can come out and say, hey, we got bags. And I think one time we collected almost 300 pounds of medication from seniors who just didn't know how to get rid of them. Oh, wow. So, you know, they teach prevention as well as help seniors to understand um, how to or where to go. Um, our Cream City Credible Messengers, this is one of our most recent programs. And these are for youth that have been in the justice system, right? So we take them and we mentor them because sometimes it's just the fact that they need a different, to see something different. And if you see, if you see a credible messenger coming to you, you know, they've been out there, they've done some of the things that you've done, but we can say there's a chance you can make a difference. Mm. You know, so that's what the Credible Messengers program is. Um, and then we have our basketball camp. Our basketball camp um, was created for, um, I like to say, as my regional vice president would say, um, young men who don't have fathers in the homes. So they're home with mothers, and all they hear is, wah, 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 wah. They need the men in their lives to say the structure. So basically that's what the basketball program is. It's men, and now they added young women to the program. Oh, nice. Um, where they come in and work with them. And it could be something like the, the uh, program play can be something called, like, do the dishes or take the garbage out. So, and then they do a mentoring Zoom call with them as well, just to check in with them during the week to make sure all is well. And most recently, they pay, played down at the Pfizer Forum against another school, and they got to be on the floor, and that was amazing because oh, some of them had wow. never been there. Oh, wow, I bet that was awesome. Yeah, it was. And if you could get Giannis there, too, I just think about that. <laughs> I was like, is he going to be here? <laughs> Any of the players, I think that would be yeah. awesome. Well, West Care has so many great programs, like Felicia was just describing, but there was actually something that you were still missing that you wanted to add to the mix. We're actually going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, Felicia is going to share with you what that is. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in this last segment with Felicia Williams from West Care, Wisconsin. So, Felicia, you shared all the great programs or a number of them that you offer at West Care, but there was something that the organization wanted to add to the already great offerings. So why don't you tell us about what that was? So we realized that before you can help someone heal, you got to help them understand what the issue may be. Mental illness is real and mental health is what we want to get to. So we um, teamed up and we have now, we now have a clinical service. Um, West Care Wisconsin now has a clinical service where anyone that comes into our building for any type of service, if they're homeless, if they're hungry, we refer them to our clinical service because there's something there that needs to either um, be touched, talked about, or possibly um, a program put together to help them to heal. So our clinical services, we joined um, with our, and it's West Care, was, uh, West Care Clinical Services, um, to say that there's a need. COVID did a number um, on everyone, um, whether they lost someone, whether they dealt with COVID themselves, um, loss of jobs. So there was a need for a healing. One of the clinicians um, has a saying that says, you know, Everything is up, is not okay. What how you were coping just doesn't work for what you're coping with right now. So you may have what worked for you in the past may be great, but with what you're dealing with today, it's not working. So we just want to help you to learn a new way to cope with it. Um, so our clinical team works um, Monday through Friday. There are hours I'm not for sure of, but if the, you know anyone needs any assistance, they can contact the West Care Wisconsin office, and the number can be provided for them. Okay. So, so you now had all these great services that you talked about in the last segment, and now you're adding clinicals to your resources, which is wonderful. Um, we talk about how our guests make a, uh, a difference or have some kind of impact out in the community and, and what those ways are. So share with our audience uh, what are some of the different community events that you have that people could either attend, they could volunteer at. Give us, uh, give us an idea on, on what, goes at, what goes on throughout the course of the week okay. or the month. So at any of our events, we are always looking for volunteers. Um, one of our events, one of our things that we have weekly is the food pantry. And people really don't understand how much work goes into that um, and running a food pantry. They think just, oh, when you come, like, oh, my God, yeah. But they don't understand that during the winter months, you got to haul in the food. You know, you got to get the snow out the way so the truck can make the delivery. Um, and stocking the food. So things like that. Volunteers are always needed. Um, in the Harambe area, when George Floyd when the George Floyd incident happened, they rioted in that area really, really bad. Like, the stores were damaged, the, like Walgreens. So then we thought, like, how are the seniors going to get their medication if you're it's down and that's the only thing that they have? But there was such a need to clean up that the big clean actually started 
um, our annual big clean that we have actually started from that. I was like, we got to do something. We got to clean it up. This is our, we work here. We live here. Like, well, how do we do that? And over 2,500 volunteers came out on the very first one to help us clean up Harambe. Nice. So each year on Earth Day, we have our annual big clean. Um, we have food that goes out back, supports us. Um, our regional vice at Westcare, he grills. Um, and people come out. We get the schools involved. Anything that's in the Harambe community, we reach out to them and say, this is our community. Let's clean it up. So we do, we do that on um, Earth Day. Nice. Um, and then our, all you, our annual uh, health fair which is held in August. They do eye exams. They were doing COVID testing. Wow. And at the annual health fair, in the morning, Eris um, will do bingo with the seniors. So they're there mostly all of uh, the full day. So in the morning, and then around noon or 1 o'clock, they can come out and get um, food, and then they can visit with the vendors. And, again, we have, like, um, eye optometrists and um, COVID testing and sugar, uh, high blood pressure and diabetes testing. So it's just a, a, a health fair for them. We're all families, but it started with what can, how can we serve them? So at Westcare, we're always saying, how can we serve? Mm. Because we believe, we truly believe that we do kingdom work. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, what would you say then, uh, Felicia, would would be your call to action. Whenever I do these interviews, at the end of the segment, I always give the organization an opportunity to throw out a call to action to the listening audience. And that could be so many different things. What's your greatest challenge? What do you need? Um, What would you say is your call to action? I think our main call to action is volunteers. Um, Again, like we have so many programs, but not one person, there's not one person that can do everything. Um, Pantry may need 20 people to help run it because you have seniors that come and they need boxes carried to their cars and things like that. So we're always, always looking for volunteers. And so if you have the heart to serve, you can reach us at Westcare, Wisconsin. Our address is 335 West Wright Street, and that's W-R-I-G-H-T Street in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, we do have a Facebook page that is Westcare Wisconsin. Wisconsin is spelled out. Westcare is W E S T C A R E, all one word. And then we have a Instagram um, page as well. Okay. So if you want to follow us on any of those platforms, we're always sharing information from our community partners um, because, again, we can't do it all, but we want to share it all. Well, thank you, Felicia Williams from West Care, Wisconsin. Also want to thank Heather Ozulu and Frida Wright from the ERAS Senior Network. If you'd like further information about what we talked about, you can reach out to me, or better yet, you can contact ERAS or West Care directly. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways that people and organizations are contributing to making our community a great place by working together and pulling together. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeart Radio app. I encourage everyone to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. Give some thought to how you can make a difference in some way for someone in our community. Our guests have shared today many ways that you can make a difference and have a significant impact, whether that's by donating, 
volunteering or simply advocating for their respective organization. I'm sure anything you do will be much appreciated. So take some time and find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.